responsible world. Today, we're going to talk nature is medicine. We're going to hear from Scott Ramsey, the owner and lead instructor of the Alaska Outdoor Science School. We're going to learn about how to get kids into nature and actually give them college credit to spend these 14-day programs where they're actually in the Alaskan wild, where they're doing different things, where they're touching glaciers, they're watching bears and salmon, and really the whole nature of IRL. In real life, getting hands-on, not just watching a PBS Planet Earth documentary, but getting kids in nature and really experiencing the water's medicine, the nature's medicine. Uh, we're going to hear about how the whole program works, how kids can get involved, and how Responsible is helping with the fundraising scholarship program. And we really think you're going to enjoy this. And if you want to go to Alaska, Scott Ramsey is the man for you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rethinking H2O podcast. Today, we're sitting down with the owner and lead instructor of the Alaska Outdoor Science School, Scott Ramsey. Scott, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I, I really appreciate all of your effort and um, in, in in promoting uh, wild waters and, and the wonderful wonderful work that you're doing. And it's a, it's an honor to be here. Thanks. Thank you. Well, really, you're you're the water warrior that we're trying to learn more about. And and I, I love most importantly that you are interacting with kids and getting kids into nature. Um, so tell me a little bit about what Alaska Outdoor Science School does to get kids and people of all ages into nature and, and kind of how that ties into the whole water is medicine, nature is medicine concept. Well, I think, um, you know, we, <clears throat> nature, nature has this incredible wisdom and, uh, regardless of whether or not you live in Alaska or whether or not you live in Florida or Texas or wherever, uh, you know, other, other places across the planet, nature has this, this inherent wisdom, um, but oftentimes we, uh, it seems like more and more we're getting kind of disconnected from that pipeline. And so one of the things that I recognized coming up to Alaska 25 years ago was that there was this incredible uh, kind of the ultimate classroom and that there were these um, kind of in your face, um, iconic, uh, profound experiences that really uh, heightened our awareness of these connections that we have with nature. Uh, so seeing a glacier, um, seeing the ocean run right up into the mountains, seeing a bear, eagles catch salmon, those profound um, experiences really uh, highlight uh, kind of the wisdom of nature. And so that's really where it all started. And then trying to figure out a way to, to share that experience with students and so that they can take that appreciation back home to wherever they are. Love it. And so you, you do these amazing endeavors to help turn nature into this classroom that it is. And, and I liked how you, you mentioned that nature does have this incredible wisdom to not only give us peace and serenity, but I think if you look at some of our innovations over time, whether it's just flying, I mean, we were like, hey, look at birds. We should copy them. Let's let's learn how to fly. And, and seeing that uh, in, it's kind of this funny social media phrase, uh, IRL, uh, in real life, um, mm. is different than watching the, the, the Planet Earth series, but seeing it in real life gives you this additional context that is way different than just watching on TV. So when you, when you bring these kids and you bring some of these, these people on the programs, um, you know, what's that like? What's, what's a program like where you're actually bringing kids into the field and, and how are you using nature as your classroom? Yeah, that's a great question. So we oftentimes, well, first of all, you know, when I, when I grew up, my, my, I was, my hands, my fingernails were dirty. You know, I learned about nature by 
digging in it and, um, and being in it. And so oftentimes now, oftentimes the students, we learn, um, about nature through whether or not it's the iPhone or PBS broadcast or these kind of things that are almost detached from us. And then we're not spending as much time out in nature. And so one of the things that we decided, uh, to do at the science school is to offer kind of that traditional classroom where they can learn concepts, but then go out and actually experience them. So, um, it's one thing to talk about, say, for example, a glacier and read about it in a book and, you know, uh, show these wonderful photos and get inspired, but it's totally different when you're actually looking at one, when you're hearing the water come rushing down from an, or if you're walking on them. And so the, the, the kind of the model is classroom session, um, reinforced with, uh, outdoor experiential, uh, field sessions. And so that really seems to, to really be meaningful for the students, because I think we're, we're getting, we're getting further and further away from those times of, of coming home when the streetlights come on. Um, and so much of our time is, uh, in the classroom or on, on a device learning about it. And so I think even more than ever, these, these experiences that we have, these relationships that you establish with nature, um, are having profound impacts. And then we see that in the students and that's just such so rewarding. I love it. And then as far as getting these students to Alaska, I mean, who, who is involved with the, the programs? I mean, who's done it in the past and, and kind of like, what does a program length look like? Yeah. So we have, there's a couple different models. Um, that we have, and, and we've, we've been really fortunate in working with my alma mater, uh, Virginia Wesleyan University. They were, they started kind of the pilot and now they've been continually, um, coming up, uh, year after year, summer after summer. Uh, this year we're bringing in their honors program. Uh, and, um, we've also worked with Warren Wilson college, Colorado, uh, California state, um, some other, some other colleges. And, and so the college model works that, uh, a professor, I, we, I, I establish a, a relationship with a college and generally a professor comes up, uh, and we, they get college credit for doing a 10 day to 16 day, 16 day course, depending on the college requirements. Um, so they get this compact, um, multi-day experience, which, uh, the kids walk away from, from that, you know, learning a semester's worth of knowledge in, in two weeks. Um, there's also the model where we bring up uh, high school kids that are aspiring college students that are looking for that more of a kind of the advance of a summer camp that helps them with college placement, but also helps them, you know, they, they may have this idea, well, I want to, I want to do something different. I want to, I want to help protect the environment, but I don't know what field it is. I don't know if it's biology or ecology or wherever it is. And so they kind of get this, um, a platter, a platter of opportunities here, uh, in that we really try to have a broad liberal arts approach, uh, to, um, environmental education. So that's kind of, that's kind of how they, they, they roll out. So whether or not it's a college or if it's individuals or if it's, uh, you know, students not affiliated with a different college or institution. That's great. So it's a couple of different options in terms of length, but then when you're actually in Alaska and you got, uh, these different groups of people who are there. Um, walk me through like an average day in the life or a, a week in the life. Like, is it, I see there's different aspects of like hiking and kayaking. Um, what are some of these experiential nature as medicine programs that you, that you teach? Well, so yeah, let's, let's start with, you know, with a, uh, we meet them in Juneau. That's how most of the hub is. So we meet in Juneau and we talk about these big forces that shape the planet. So say for example, uh, glaciers, 
and we walk up to the Mendenhall Glacier and we learn about the glacier. So we, we talk in the morning about, um, you know, periods of glaciation as it were, but then we actually see the glacier, uh, in the afternoon. And, you know, we, sometimes we're able to hold an iceberg and we talk about, uh, these, what were theoretical ideas like climate change. Now you're holding a piece of ice that broke off from the glacier and now is melting away. And, um, so then we follow that by, uh, some geology lessons. Um, but again, don't have to be so heavy in science per se, but just allow you to, to kind of get a grasp on these big, that were once potentially theoretical now become more practical. Uh, so then afternoon walk in the, walk in the woods and, and check out the, the geology here. Cause it's pretty, um, it's pretty impressive really. And then, um, talk about salmon and go look at salmon in the river. You know, watch, watch them, uh, struggle their, to make their way up to the, to the, uh, to their spawning grounds. So that's kind of the morning session and then an afternoon field trip. Uh, and we try to incorporate an overnight, uh, trip as well, just to, as a synthesis and allow for emergent, uh, things to come up, you know? So it's pretty exciting. That's great. And then what type of, I know there's, there's quite a bit of, um, native indigenous communities within Alaska and kind of, there's a whole culture to Alaska, but what, what about that? I mean, or is there any type of inter- interaction or kind of education along with the Alaskan, uh, you know, native tribes there or kind of, um, what's, what's the interactions with, with, with the native tribes in Alaska like? Well, we are, Kevin, we are so incredibly blessed here in Haynes, uh, where the, where the science school is based out of, we have this thriving clinket culture, who have lived here uh, for thousands of years, have had autonomy for thousands of years. Uh, they have a, a, such a connection to their place that's uh, it's, it's palpable. You go to the village and the uh, Chilkat Kwan Heritage Center, and you can you can feel it and you can sense it. And so, you know, we'll do these these um, you know this course in a college, and we find out that salmon are this incredible uh, species that's really has these ecological merits. Um, and really the kind of the, the foundation of all the ecology. And then we go up to the village and we realize it, it's not only an ecological um, conversation, but it's this cultural conversation. So I think having the, the native influence, people get this, this new perspective, this traditional ecological perspective uh, and, a, and a view of a, of a people that have a connection to, to um, the natural surroundings that go way deeper than anything um, than anything a textbook can explain by actually feeling it. So it's nice to get that. It's nice to get that cultural element. And I think that really adds a special, a special, um, lens over the whole course to yeah. get this connection. I like that. I mean, it's so important. You can't really have any one particular subset in a silo between whether it's ecological, cultural, economic, political, there's a lot of different, uh, forces that be in many stakeholders and, and obviously Alaska is such a strategic, important piece of land for America, mm-hmm. uh, but also the world and, and really looking at how you've turned that into a, an expansive nature and waters medicine experience for kids. I, I mean, one, I'm itching to get up there myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but two, for, for different kids or, or parents of kids that could be listening, um, you know, who, who would be the ideal candidate to come on and spend some time at your at your school and and you know, who who do you who do you think you appeal to and who should come uh, to your school? 
Wow, that's a that's a great question, um, and, and I think that that's that silo uh, uh, comment. You know that oftentimes, you know, say say you have a student. You know, the ideal student is someone who's, who who can foster or generate a curiosity. That's curious has a a curiosity and a a passion for wild places, um, and so oftentimes the perfect student is the person is the student that comes with this real tight focus on a particular part of science but when they get here they recognize why wow, it's not just the ecology like you said earlier it's 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 the economics and the social aspect um and and, and so that's the though that's a perfect student the also the other perfect student is the student that say is a communications major um that wants to just check out alaska and then when they get here they realize oh my gosh i had no idea that all this all these things were in play, that there was all these connections and relationships. Um, so there's such a broad perspective, a broad spectrum of students that this course is, is really, um, is perfect for. And I think, I, I think when we designed the curriculum for it, we, we specifically designed it in such a way that it can be tailored for the student who really wants to learn more about the geophysical properties, let's say, or the student that, just is wants to check out Alaska and see what, you know, what's going on that's on their bucket list. Um, because I think they all, regardless of their field of study, they walk away with this newfound appreciation for this place that they can then take home. Um, and I think that's the powerful thing. And then I, the other part I think is that the perfect student is the, is, is the student that may or may not have that, that experiential element where they're from, you know, they're, they're living in a place that's got, you know, traffic and they, they're on their cell phones connecting with their friends. Cause that's, that's just how they do it. And they, they don't get that time to connect with, with their place and their water. And so being in a place that's got, you know, glacial water and river systems and oceans, um, it really kind of is, it's a, it's a, it's a penicillin for those students. Yeah. Um, it's really, it really is. So we, we try to get the, the student that's got the uh, academic requirements, but also that kind of that spiritual looking for something that grounds them and, and helps them move to that blue mind from their red mind. Love it. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. For for kids that are interested in, in maybe a, a 2019 program or even 2020, um, is this something that runs only in the summer or like what what are your when does the the school start? Uh, when's it end and and what are some of the the program dates coming up? Yeah, we we um, <laughs> Alaska's got this. Uh, it's just an incredible uh, living classroom. Uh, so we but but. Um, it's also oftentimes challenging to be here in the wintertime, um, in terms of, you know, less, less daylight, less opportunity to get out and ex experience things. So we really condense most of the program programming for, um, for the spring and, uh, spring, summer and fall. Um, so this year we're offering courses that start, um, at the, uh, at the end of May, generally it's the end of May to the end of September okay. with most of the course offerings right in the summer. Yeah. Um, and so this year we have, um, two courses in June, um, July, we're, we're pretty open. We're going to do a couple one day or excuse me, um, one to three day 
training specific natural history training uh, for some for some locals here that are kind of aspiring guides and aspiring naturalists. And then uh, and then we have two more courses in in August. Awesome. And is this something that college students or high school students are getting any sort of uh, formal credit from or getting any accreditation from, or is that something that's part of it? Yeah. Yeah. So college kids get, get college credit for it. How cool is that? Right. I mean, I, yeah. I look back and think that would have changed my whole, uh, my whole trajectory. If I could have gotten college credit for taking a 14 day course, that was really meaningful where you get both. I almost feel, um, I feel like it's it's an, an opportunity for almost all students to, to to be able to have that opportunity, and then you also get a, a letter of completion that we have been fairly successful with working with other with um, say high schools for college placement. Uh-huh. And so they and can what, continue in it. What is uh, the cost structure for someone that's interested in a fourteen day course? Um, whether it's you know I know there's different means of how there's grants and scholarships and one thing that we're interested in is helping with the scholarship fund. Um, but give me just the rundown. If someone wants to attend, uh, what does the cost structure look like? Yeah, so the, some of the cost structures varies because we could we we also would be able to offer a custom trip. So for example, say um, say you had you know five year friends and you really wanted to come to Alaska and, and the dates that worked for you were you know, this block. And if we had an opening, uh, we could work that in. Uh, and so that, that might change the cost structure, but the kind of the, the main program is between 16 and $1,800. Okay. Uh, and that includes, uh, your lodging in Haynes and meals in Haynes, as well as the, the instruction and the, uh, you know, getting you around and all those things. So it's a pretty, I mean, it's really, uh, we try to make it as, as, doable and approachable for as, as many people as possible. And, um, I think, um, so they would need to get themselves to Juno and then it's the uh, 16 to $1,800 cost for the 14 day program. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, th- there's some, there's some flexibilities in there in terms of, you know, well, what if my student wants to come and camp the whole time? Uh, right now they stay out at, um, a rainbow glacier camp, which is this amazing, um, facility right on the ocean they stay in in bunk beds but they also get um you know home cooked meals which is wonderful it's a wonderful kind of balance between out there in the field stretching your comfort zone but then also be able to come home and nest uh as it were yeah so yeah it's pretty exciting love it and so now if people want to get more information get involved or uh, apply to the program what's the best way to do that so you go to the website which is uh aoss.education um, or you can get there by just alaskaoutdoorscienceschool.com. They both get you to the same place. Um, and from there, it's pretty self-explanatory how, how we go, how, how it works out. Basically, I'll get, you'll, get, um, you'll get to the page where it says enroll. You'll fill out some information, um, and that comes to us. And then we, we, we basically really want to establish a relationship with the student and with the parents. Um, that's really kind of our main focus because we recognize this is a little bit different than add it to your cart, hit click and go. Um, and so the website really is able to answer a lot of your registration questions and give you information packets and what to bring and all those different things. Um, and so generally it's a $500 deposit. And then we work from there trying to figure out how we can best accommodate and suit the student's needs. 
Love it. Well, Scott, it's such a fantastic program, and I've been itching to get to Alaska myself. Uh, so hopefully myself, either later this year or next year, um, along with helping to, to help raise some sort of fundraising opportunity for a scholarship, is something that we're really excited to do. And it really was a, a pleasure and an honor to hear more about what you're doing and the passion and the blue mind behind everything you're doing. So on behalf of me and our entire community, thank you for what you're doing. And, and I wish you nothing but uh, success and an exciting spring and summer uh coming forward here in 2019 well thank you kevin and i i I echo your your gratitude i just i i'm so uh, impressed by the wonderful work that you're doing and i'm i'm grateful to be a, a part of it and i look forward to collaborating with you and and again thanks for your time thanks